Welcome to the Next Tuesday Podcast. We're your hosts. I'm Susie. I'm Caroline. And we're making women great again, even though we were already pretty great. We share authentic business stories, one woman at a time. We're a little Wall Street and a little woo-woo. We'll see you next and every Tuesday. Welcome to the Next Tuesday Podcast. Spring has sprung. And we're happy. It is spring. Thank God. This winter was brutal. You know, it wasn't as cold as it could have been, which I'm very grateful for. It was so gray. It was very gray. It was gray for a long time. Like, we didn't have a gradual warm-up. It's been just nasty. And it snowed when it was supposed to start getting warm. It snowed the first day of spring. It did. Which sucks. Um, I actually enjoyed it on that particular day because I didn't feel like doing much and I really just stared at it for a long time. It was actually quite delightful. I agree. I did work, but I sat in my, like, warm little apartment with, like, dogs and, like, just cuddled up under the blankets. And I was like, oh, this is nice. I'm going to send off a bunch of emails and do a bunch of work. But I'm going to do it in sweatpants and fuzzy socks. Yeah, it was pretty cozy. Yeah. But I am excited for spring. So what's on your horizon for spring? Oh, I've been migrating my Engage Legal online shop over to Shopify. Oh, yeah. Which is Quite tricky. Um, but all I, technology is tricky. Technology is tricky. But you know me, I really like to sit and figure it all out. So it's been really fun, but took a little longer than I thought it was going to. And just kind of, I had my sister Marissa, uh, I'm just obsessed with her. She redid our processes, like our client intake process, and like getting everything done and like putting it into a better system than we than we have now. That which is what the one I made up. Um, and I'm pumped about that to implement that. Because it's cool because she has the space to think about that kind of stuff where I don't. So those are kind of like the two big things. What about personally? Oh, personally? You have your trips coming up. Oh, yeah. When this podcast releases, am I going to be gone? I'm going to be in Mexico. So, or on my way to Mexico. So I'm doing a, um, being at a conference in Mexico for luxury wedding and event planners on the law. Do you get to like hang out there? I do get to hang out there a little bit. Um, that'll be really cool. I will get to attend the conference as well, but mostly I will be, you know, interacting with people and taking some, well, some needed pool time. Yeah. Have some guac and margaritas for me. Oh my God. Yes. I would like all of that. Yeah. All of that. You're going to be like me this year. You're traveling everywhere. I think this is going to be it for a while. Well, that's not true because I'm in Hawaii. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. So we'll see. Nice. And we're going to stay on a farm in Williamsburg in a couple weekends, too, just for shits and gigs. Nice. Goats, man. I'm ready. There you go. What about you, Suze? This spring. Great question, Caroline. I have no idea. Definitely some spring cleaning will be occurring. Yeah. Um, I have all of my rebranding, thinking of spring cleaning for Robles Collective, so... At some point, I will figure out what I'm saying because I've written copy like 500 times. And I'm sure anyone in the PR copy branding story writing gig is like, oh, girl, you need to turn it over to us. So you stop doing that. But I also feel like, I don't know, just the like crazy person of me is like not ready yet. Do you enjoy it? Yeah. And then I, here's the thing that I struggled with, too, like. With the Shopify migration, like, I love doing that kind of stuff. So if you really like writing your copy and you don't, like, mind it, like, yeah, there are professionals who would probably do, like, a better job than you or I would do doing anything. But at the same time, like, if you have 
the capacity to do it and you want to. My problem is, is I overcomplicate everything. Mm. So I just, I like feel like I need to write a million things to get to like the core of what I'm trying to say so that then I can just be more specific and to the point. One of the things that my creative writing teachers, I can't, I can't remember if it was college or high school, probably college, said to do was go through and just delete every fourth word. Oh, interesting. And then go back and see what it looks like and then try and like reshape it around that without adding more words, but like just kind of like tweaking it a little. Oh, okay. Well, maybe I'll copy and paste into another document well, just yeah. to see what that looks like. Oh, dear like. God, yeah. Yeah, and you just go through and you delete every fourth word, and then it's just kind of like, oh, well, could I write this sentence better, and would it make more sense if it looked like this, or blah, blah, okay. blah. And it's not going to, it's going to be mumbo jumbo when it comes out, but like just kind of like cutting it Down. a little bit. Yeah. Good to know. But speaking of Spring rebranding, uh, yeah. the beautiful and wonderful and talented Heather Ormond who also did our podcast rebranding. Our own spring clean. Our own year clean. Uh, She did my Robless Collective stuff too, and I don't have enough positive things to say about Heather. She's actually awesome. Like, that's really... She's so chill. Like, she's a very calming presence. Yeah. And I, like, really liked getting to know her through this process. Um, And she does a fucking awesome job. Oh, yeah. I mean, that too, obviously. She also does um, paper goods, which we'll talk about a little bit as well. And they're so cute and just well-made. And, like, there's really nothing better than, like, opening a really high-quality paper good with, like, that plastic wrap on it. Like, you know what I'm talking about, that, like, really crinkly, loud-ass, crap, plasticky stuff. And just, oh, God, I love it. And just, I, I love that she loves what she does so much and, like, is so good at it. And I love that she calls it merrymaking. Yes. I mean, who wouldn't want to marry make? Yes. So I want to marry make. So let's make some marries. So let's right make now. some marries with Heather Ormond of Riot, Riot and Rebel. This season of the Next Tuesday podcast is brought to you by our lovely sponsors. One of which is Riot and Rebel. Riot and Rebel is a designer of paper goods, wedding stationery brands, creative, custom merriment for all of life's celebrations. You can find her online at www.riotandrevel.com or riot.and.revel on Instagram. Heather basically gave us the glow up we needed to go from trailer park to, I don't know, you know, the Chrysler building. So if you are wondering why we started looking so good all of a sudden, it's because of Heather. And our second sponsor of this spring series is Vanessa Selick of Storybook Imaging and Intimate Chapters. She's a lifestyle and boudoir photographer who captured our quirkness, weirdness, and downright authentic selves. You can find her at www.storybkimaging.com or www.intimatechapters.com if you're looking for her on Instagram, you can find her at Intimate Chapters or Storybook, B-O-O-K, Imaging. Thanks so much, you guys. We are so appreciative for our sponsors. Take a check, and they'll see you next Tuesday, too. Women supporting more women. Hey! Hello! 
Welcome to the Next Tuesday Podcast. We are here with Heather Ormond. She is the principal designer, the lead designer, principal designer. We just principal this, designer. Principal designer of Riot and Rebel. We just had this whole conversation about what she wanted to be called, and of course, I'm like sitting here and forgot. It's all good. <laughs> we cleared it up. Principal with an A-L, not an L-E. Correct. Which is a specialty of mine, copywriting. See? There you go. So now that we're into what you do, why don't you tell us what you do? <laughs> sure. Um, my business is Riot and Revel, uh, which I started kind of full-time mid-year last year. My core offerings, which I'm kind of still working on, are design, stationery, mainly custom work, and mainly for fun stuff. So Riot and Revel translates to have fun and make merry. So everything that I do kind of embodies a celebration, whether that be a wedding or an event of sorts or just a announcement, you know, new baby, those types of things. So um, that's one side of my business. And then the other side is more paper goods for sale. So I released a line of gift wrap and gift cards and gift tags. So again, kind of tying in that celebration aspect. And we're celebrating Heather because she has sponsored our podcast, the series in spring 2018. And has totally upgraded our designs and made us a lot prettier. Uh, Yeah, it's awesome. We're super excited about it. We're reveling and rioting in a good way. Nice. I like it. Got our signs up like, riot and revel, riot and revel, riot and revel. Yay! Exactly. Good. And that actually touches on a piece that I didn't speak to, which is kind of branding for brands that I feel like I connect with that are fun in in and of themselves and and have a good uh, core message and offering. So, yeah. So, how did we get here? How did Riot and Rebel get here? Yeah. Um, Prior to uh, starting Riot and Rebel, I worked in the marketing, advertising, communications world for probably 12 years. Jumped around from different positions, most of them all surrounding some sort of account management or project management. And, you know, some days were super sexy and fun and some days weren't. And I decided I just wanted to focus on the things that I liked to do and that were fun and realized I'd probably have to get out of that world and um, see what I could do on my own. And that's how I landed on kind of starting myself, uh, which was scary. It was definitely a scary to jump and do it. But I realized, you know, at that point, Riot and Rebel would only be what it was and it couldn't grow if I um, was had my mind somewhere else. And as people know, like, some, you know, sometimes the ad world, the agency world is very grueling. And so when I was home at night, I wouldn't want to work on my own business and propelling that forward. So decided to branch out and again, just focus on what interests me and what I wanted to do and that's where we are. That's pretty good story. That's, a lot of times people get a little bit like windy but like that sounds like you practiced that. Yeah. <laughs> but you did it. You I wish I did it. no practice today. <laughs> but yeah I mean I think you know at the same time when I was thinking about leaving that world or branching out of that and focusing on only things I wanted to do you know somebody told me only work with people that you want to work with that you're excited to work with and the same goes for projects and I mean it showed in the world that I was in previously like if I was working on a project I was excited about. I was so much more invested and it had a better end product and I put that same energy into my business. So I think it's been pretty successful thus far. What are some of the cool projects you've gotten to do other than us? Uh, (laughs) Let's see some cool projects. So mainly like kind of my bread and butter and what I focus on and what I really enjoy is doing custom for couples. So a bride and groom or bride and bride, groom and groom, however you want to go about it. They reach out to me and kind of say, tell my story. So I might do their story in the same way that I did for you all. I learned, you know, who next Tuesday was and um, what things they 
you wanted to incorporate in your brand and I kind of do the same for them. So, you know, you brands aren't only meant for a professional organization. You can do that for yourselves beginning your life together. So it's, it's neat to be able to hear their story and then translate that onto paper. And again, that's on their save the date, their invitations, their day of goods. You know, people really pick up and recognize those details um, that are personable. So those have been my favorite things so far. And then my love of gift wrapping and gift giving and all of that stuff. I'm so excited about my gift wrap line. And I think that meant to only start out with like a few designs. And I feel like I'm like 14 designs in somehow and all of those have been printed and they're starting to kind of add to stores around town. So that's really exciting. But I think first and foremost would be my custom clients that want to see something neat made for them and they just don't want to pick something offline that their friend has or somebody else has so what I love when I listen to you speak and and just by working with you is how invested you are in the relationship with your clients it's not about the final product like it is but it's about really getting to know what that person desires and and even like you can see more about who the people you work with are through the questions you ask so it's like we didn't know what we were looking for and I'm working with Heather on another project and it's like I just trust that you know what you're gonna do and you're gonna like make magic happen yeah I think uh I mean that's also kind of what that's probably my favorite part of the process is that initial branding conversation like you know who are you now how do people think about you now how do you want to be seen how do you want them to think about you later um you know what's important to you what potentially isn't so important that's in your current brand and you want to remove it like just learning those things um Um, really helps give you what you want um, and the best product for you so yeah that is my favorite part is getting together with people and just learning about them and and it's fun for them too like I think you definitely had fun with that experience and probably taught yourself something too you know yeah I think you learned from it as the client like talking about your hustles and what you're envisioning it's like you get so excited by that initial conversation and, and watching it so for you what is that process like in terms of like you have that initial conversation how do you get from that point to the first round and the second round is there like a secret sauce oh good question um so my questions are more centered around you know the first first batch of them that I ask is you know who are you who do you want to be how do you want to be um, scene and then like who is your client what do you want your client to feel think mm-hmm. do those types of things so really kind of breaking it into those two categories and from there I kind of pick out the key themes apply those um, for all of my clients whether you're branding or custom I mean it's all branding I guess so whether it's a brand for your professional organization it's a brand for your wedding um, your kids first birthday party any of that stuff for any clients from there I typically provide two to three concepts depending on what package that you know we've moved forward with and I try to make them very different in style again to hone in on what you want um, and we have I always like to meet in person for that conversation whether it's you know at a coffee shop or via Skype or something like that just so I can also see your reaction and see where you're excited and where you're kind of feeling a little angst and and from there we just keep chatting keep growing keep tweaking as we need to and it's not just you know as you've experienced with me it's not just a logo like how can we start to think about this living and breathing 
getting out there in the world digitally on in print you know are there other color themes that we need to pick up and are there little icons that we can create and fun stuff that you can start to utilize on your Instagram or social media I'm looking at all of your work right now um, on rideandrevel.com slash gallery um, and it's really cool because I love seeing all of these things that you're talking about right now like the little details the little like things that tie in like the wrapping paper that's tying in with like the, the paper on the envelope I don't know what the inside of an envelope is called envelope liner envelope liner yeah. yeah and like just these everything you do is so different too which is cool because sometimes I think we see designers or, or people that make stuff and all of their things kind of look a little bit similar mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and your portfolio seems extremely cohesive yet everything is so different yeah and that's um, I'm glad you picked up on that that's something that like I strive to do I definitely have a style and um, you know you might come to me for a specific style but everything is so different from person to person because those people are different from from person to person so right. you know um, I definitely will say I have a style um, it's not you know watercolory and those type of pretty pink things you might think of when you think of some specific weddings or events but I have a cute um, pink one yes. <laughs> there's yeah, one that's yeah one, that's one bachelorette pink but there are some people like if you you go to them because of a specific style um, and they hone in on one thing I try to focus on a lot of different things but again like you said there is some sort of element that you can kind of tell like oh that's right and revel yeah um, yeah I like it I like that a lot I think that's really cool and that's really a skill to be able to kind of incorporate yourself as an artist in your end product especially when you're working with design and people who you know maybe want things a certain way or whatever and it's like I think you do a really good job of treading that like okay this is my truth as an artist I sound real like, weird right now. <laughs> I have no idea what I'm talking about but like this is my like style identity style identity. yeah and that's like kind of a funny that you bring that up so I've been pretty lucky that most people do reach out to me because they like my style and they see something in it that they want me to help them create for themselves because I did have someone come to me recently and said well here's my vision and they started speaking and I was like whoa 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 that doesn't feel like me so that was like kind of the first no that I kind of had to give which was a little hard but I was able to say well I think this feels like this person's style and let me point you in their direction um because it didn't feel like me and I didn't think that they would be as happy with that final product Mm -hmm. and again like I want them to be confident with the product and confident with their you know offerings that they go out into the world and become successful as well and I just didn't feel I could do that but it was for them because their style was different it was but it was a great conversation actually and I think it went I think they're much happier with where they landed and and I was able to give somebody else in Richmond more business that was right better suited for them so that was pretty neat so what does that feel like? Like, talk about the process of knowing what's right for you and then being like, okay, this isn't right, so I'm going to pass this off to somebody who might even be, like, competition maybe. Yeah, but like- yeah. so that kind of touches on what I think I mentioned in the beginning is I only want to work on things that I'm excited about. And, of course, when I first, you know, branched out as Riot and Rebel just in the first couple months, I had to take on projects to put, right. you know, to keep my house running that I necessarily wasn't excited about. But um, once I got a little better footing and a, in a larger client base, I was able to say like, well, I'm not really excited about this, which means I'm not going to put my full energy in it. You're not going to, you're paying the same amount as, you know, person B, but you're not going to get the, the best product and, and the same kind of quality as them. So um, it's a little hard, but like, at the end of the day, I think they understand that it's 
better for them. Um, and I would personally prefer that somebody do that to me as well. If I reached out to you and said, hey, I need this, this, and this. And you're like, well, actually, that's not in my wheelhouse. I'd rather you just tell me and, you know, or offer up, speak to this person about it. They're better suited. I would want someone to do that same thing. So it was a little hard, but not too hard, actually. I learned I learned that it wasn't as hard as I thought it was going to be. And I love that, too, because one, it's a boundary. So you're keeping boundaries clear for yourself. So as an energy of it coming in and out, you're honoring your truth or honoring what you want to work on. Yeah. And then also it goes back to the relationship orientation. It's like, I think when we think about businesses, especially entrepreneurs, it is so much about the relationships that we're building. And it's like that person probably had a really great experience with you and you built trust that if they're looking or they have friends or they know people who are looking for a designer and you might be a good fit, like they know for sure you are going to be direct and honest and clear knowing that it's not about the money in your pocketbook. I mean, it is, but it's also about honoring the process and the person and the client and like getting everyone's best interests. No, that's very true. And I, you know, I also learned throughout that whole thing that, you know, if you take on a project potentially just because you're driven by money, which I mean, who isn't, but just because you're like, I need this one right now, you could potentially, you know, your dream project could come the next day and you can't, you're not able to take that on because your plate is full. So I just kind of have to look at it that way. You know, it's a, it's a no, we're not the best fit, but it's a yes to something that like might come tomorrow. So, and that I would be more excited about. So as a designer and a brander, what was the process like starting Riot and Rebel and doing this first? Great question. I I had started thinking about Riot and Revel um, in January of last year, so January of 2017. And I did a whole fun naming thing like at home, just like who do I want to be? What do I want people to feel like when they like interact with my company? Um, and that's how I landed on. I just started kind of researching like what is happy and fun and joyful and, and those types of emotions. And um, the word Riot just kept coming up, which I thought was so funny because when you say Riot to somebody like you kind of mentioned earlier, Riot can mean something, you know, bad, or you can use the the have fun part of it. So I think of your riot. Me too. Awesome. Yeah, that. that's good. I like that. So that's how I typically use the term. But then, kind of like the day and age we're living in, we hear the word riot quite a lot, and it's in a different context. Yeah. Right. So I kind of liked that funny like little juxtaposition of it and and kind of the intrigue almost but riot alone just didn't stand great enough so I just kept kind of thinking about it and landed on I had riot and revel as one option and I probably had like eight or nine different other names that I was toying around with um, which I love naming so it was actually fun process so I had sent kind of like a mini survey or email out to people who potentially are my ideal client as well as people who aren't my ideal client all maybe it's friends family which is also a lesson I learned a on the way like your ideal client is not typically the people that you're surrounded with most of the time like your friends and family so I agree but yeah but I wanted them to be able to just say like very objectively yeah we think it's a cool name or and we don't understand it at all even if we thought we kind of lived in that world or would use your services like I wanted everyone's opinion whether or not you were a key client or you know my mom so I sent a big survey out and just kind of took everybody's I said my company generally is going to be surrounded around 
paper goods, you know, that have this sort of feeling around them. What do you think of these names? And they just gave me, I said, quick snapshot. Don't spend more than a minute on it. You know, just look at them quickly. And everybody sent their feedback in like Riot and Rebel 1 by far. Oh, so nice. from then, yeah, like, it, which I never thought it would. I thought it was something I thought was really cool and neat. And everyone else was going to be like, what the hell? Well, like, everybody cool loved it. That it could have been. I had like, some of them now looking back are so lame. But like, my, uh, I should have brought this with me today. Milestones was one, like, or Milestone, because I really liked, like, the idea of, and this is honestly what kind of allowed me to see that this could be a successful business is because people would come to me for their milestone and their big milestone in their life, their wedding, and then they new home and then they have you know baby number one and birthday and those exciting things and they had a great experience with me for their first you know for their wedding and they just kept coming back so it's like oh that's like a milestones in your life like that's when you kind of contact me so that was one of them I truly can't remember any other ones yeah Yeah. well that's Um, because they don't matter they didn't and I I mean I was just really shocked I think I had like revelry paper company things like that yeah so there were some cool ones but it's just funny what you I thought a lot of times what you think is really cool other people are like no. Yep. But everybody loved Riot and Revel. And um, and then I toyed around, you know, with, well, is it Riot and Revel design? Is it Riot and Revel paper? Is it, you know, those types of things? And I just removed all of that and just decided, like, it's just Riot and Revel. It can stand on its own. And then from there, I, I don't know, it just kind of sketched out and thought about what I wanted it to look like. And I wanted it to be really simple. Um, and that's how I developed that brand. I like it a lot, too, because there's not a lot of crap like it's just like I can see what you do I see how awesome it is and like there's not a lot of like stuff where I'm just like wait uh is this happening is this happening like blah. like yeah you make it very easy and clear yeah to, like, and that's kind of a nice thing about this particular industry is everything is like pretty pictures you know and people are really drawn to pictures and then they want to reach out to you versus you having to sell yourself with a bunch of like content and copy that somebody people can interpret in very different ways but images it's much easier to get across you know what you offer and if they like what they see they contact you so yeah that's something I'm working on I'm working on a whole new website but I feel like it's just kind of a refresh of what I currently have it's not a full full overhaul so I try to make it simple and so what is that process of building the website and taking the pictures is that you is that someone else yeah how do you kind of focus on all of these growing phases of your business and then continue to up level your services and your look and yeah so I another lesson along the way is like the experts are experts for a reason girl preach Um, yeah even (laughs) assistant expert I talk about her all the time hey Marissa I know you listen Like, yeah, yes. so, and you, because you know you can do everything, like, as far as, like, your physical ability to do it, you can, but my focus should really be, like, working with you on your brand and working with Next Tuesday on their brand, you know, really focusing my energy on that versus me trying to do the entire website by myself, which includes, like, a copywriter or somebody to help, you know, with that content portion, and then a photographer, somebody to help with that, and then somebody to help with the full website site map and architecture and development and all that stuff. So all three of those things I just named, I have people helping me with. The strategy portion of the site, the site architecture, the copywriting, and the photography. And yeah, we all enjoy working with each other. They're all women, which is awesome. Yes. And some, most are in Richmond, some are Colorado, 
And, but it's really, really cool. We get to, we're working on something all together. And again, like they focus on their strengths and I just like let them have at it. And, you know, sometimes it is, especially as a new business, hard to go, gosh, I'm paying somebody for this thing that I can do. I can do it. Of course I can, but that would take away from me gaining new clients because I would have to be working on my website day in, you know, all day, all night type of thing versus getting a client at that moment. So you just have to be confident that the free free time that you have that you're not working on your website or not working on things that aren't your core offering, you are able, you're able to use that time to gain clients and work on client projects versus things that you really aren't, you don't love and you're not as invested in. And again, it's going to be way better product because they are the experts and they, they know what they're doing well better than I do. So okay, yeah. So that. a team of people. Team. Get your team, guys. Yeah. Teamwork. Yeah. And you said at the beginning that you did copyright. And so what is the benefit of even having that skill, having someone else do that for you? Yeah, so so my past life in the agency world, um, I always worked for a small company. So five people to 30 people. But that, I mean, that's small still, even though I'm a one-man shop now. Well, I guess I'm not a one-man shop when I just told you I have a team developing my website. But um, in the agency life, you kind of play a different role almost every day. Like some days you are account manager, you're project manager, you're copywriter, you're designer, art director, like all of those things. You just wear many hats. And I don't think that's strictly that industry. I think that's many, but I kind of am not well educated in all of them, but I can do all of them. Um, And I know that I can. So it is, I'm able to be more, I think it's a little harder to hire someone to do something that you think you can do yourself. However, you're able to give them better direction and it's a better project because of that. Like you're able to kind of speak their language, which is which is really nice. And I I definitely understand like, you know, sometimes when you're hiring somebody to do something that you have no idea about, you don't even know how to prep for that conversation or you don't know how to um, give them the best direction they need, again, to get like the best end product. And it's really, really nice to be able to talk to a copywriter like another copywriter and assist them better and kind of just speak the language. It's it's actually better than I thought it would be. You always kind of think if you're hiring somebody to do something you think you can do, it feels like a harder blow, but it's actually a little bit easier process. So huh. yeah, that's good to know. Yeah. yeah. I think it's really interesting too, being able to like you being like, okay, like, you know, I did this in a former life, but like I knew that I needed to focus on other things. So I'm handing it off. That's hard for, that's particularly hard for me to do because like before I was a lawyer, I was in PR. So I'm yeah. like, no, I want to do all these things. And I think it speaks volumes to the head on your shoulders that you're like, no, Heather, I need to, you need <laughs> to focus on your other stuff. And then you know that, especially yeah. this kind of like early in, you know, you're, you said you're like a year in yep. and that's one of those things that you don't learn for a while. I feel yeah. like, um, and I'm still learning and I, I guess I'm saying good job. Good job. <laughs> <laughs> and even just like from the objectivity perspective, I think sometimes it can be really challenging to write about things that I'm so passionate about yes. because like I know what it means to me and sometimes what it means to me especially within the spiritual like coaching world, probably what I am talking about in the language I'm using is not going to be the language that my client is using or, or even, even understands. understands exactly. Right. Like, that's part of the coaching relationship is like teaching those languaging communication, like thought kind of right. skills. So I think like that's so wise too from the beginning to say like who can help me 
translate yeah. this objective I have to that ideal customer who's going to be like looking on my site. Right. That's uh, very, very important, I think, in anything. And, and that is why like when I found a copywriter that our personalities just meshed, you know, well, then I was like, oh, good. This isn't something that you actually write on every day. So you're going to write on it very, or write about it very objectively as in a way that you would understand it, which is most of my clients mm-hmm. aren't, you know, they don't live in the design world. Otherwise, they would do that themselves. Mm-hmm. Um, so she's putting it into a language that everyone can understand, which I think is so valuable. Um, and you're right, like writing about yourself or what you do or oh. your company is terrible. And or even like it can kind of be fun experience to write that. But I think you have to have someone edit it because yeah, no I one understands what I, you're talking exactly. about. Exactly. Like, because I feel like for me when I write things, it's like, it's good. Then I go back and I like want to change everything. Then I go back again and when I sh- like if someone else does it, it's almost like you're not so invested emotionally in the words exactly. and the yeah. text. Like you, you get it back and you're like, oh cool, that's what I do. Done. Yeah. Yeah. My creative writing teacher, I kid you not, or maybe it was my media writing teacher, some writing teacher yeah. in college used to call it killing babies. Yeah. Because you're so attached to the stuff you write. And you're just like, oh my God, this is amazing. I wrote this and I'm so emotionally involved. Yes. Blah, blah, blah. And you have to go through and like strike stuff out. And it feels yeah. like you're killing your own baby. Yes. I completely agree. And I, and or then like a year after you read what you write about yourself, then you're like, holy shit, that is not anything like yes. me. Or like, do people even understand this? This sounds like really frou and ridiculous and that's not me. So yes. really having somebody else do it for you. <laughs> Is really, really nice. And then you get to play editor, like the fun part of it, actually. So, you know, they get to copyright and then you get to kind of challenge them on it and say, well, what about this piece? And I feel like this is missing or can we add a little flair to this portion? Like they're very open to that and that's their passion and they're excited. Like let them do it. And yeah, it's, I really value working with people that aren't in my industry and kind of speak my language. So sometimes we talk to people and they know that they wanted to start their own business their whole life and like. They know what they're passionate about, and they know that that's something they want a lifestyle to evolve around. Yeah. So when you think back growing up, was design or, like, paper goods or relationship branding or branding businesses something you thought about? Yeah. Um, All right, so you really got me thinking there. So I grew up my entire childhood. I was like, I'm going to be an interior designer my entire childhood. And then I went to school and I got a degree in interior architecture. Never have I used it, like, in a professional instance. Um, What I shouldn't say that. There are many learnings and teachings that apply as far as the general design world and layout and those types of things and how you think about color and form and shape and all those types of things. But I I graduated the degree in interior architecture. I then went to work at um, Richmond Magazine was my first big girl job. And I started working in their advertising department. And that just kind of full blown me into like the creative advertising world. So how can I apply those those fun design things that I learned in college um, to advertising and marketing. And from there, that's just how it spun. Never did I think that I was going to start my own thing. I, I guess, you know, when I was a child, interior interior design was very was very heavy influence in my life like I remember my mom let us paint our room like whenever we wanted what? Uh, yeah oh like we God, could change so the jealous. like okay the like I feel like it was like every year I was like okay well now I want to do this to it um and so we were able to be really creative and then there was also my gift wrapping thing like I was always packaging and wrapping um and I really should kind of say it that way of packaging that's somewhere that I could see Riot and Rebel going is not to only think about like gifting um but packaging of other goods like what does that look like mm. I really value like the experience of 
not just getting a gift from somebody, but like if I get a candle from X company and it's like just given to me, not very well packaged or put together, but you get, versus, you know, company B who is, it's like beautiful and the whole experience of opening it is fun. And then the label is really nice. That just means so much more to me. Agreed. And yeah. And I think that was like huge, huge for me. That's been huge for me my whole life. And then just like, yeah, the option of giving, which always includes some sort of paper. There's a card, there's the wrapping aspect of it. So I don't know how I started this business and how I honed in that those were going to be its core offerings. But, um, I know one big influence of it was, you know, I had a girlfriend who said, you're never going to be able to do what you want to do or focus on it if you don't like have a website or a social presence for people to be able to find you. She's like, I do want to refer people to you or show them these fun things that you do like on the side for fun, but there's nowhere for them to land, which um, kind of pushed me first and foremost, just to hire a photographer like, hey, let's do a fun day together. I'll pull together all the stuff I've created and we just did like a big photo shoot and that enabled me to then build a website and a social presence and all of those things. So yeah, you don't ever know what you can accomplish if you just don't go out there and do it. So yeah, she really pushed me to to do that. And then I had a website up for, like I said, you know, I started it in January of 2017. It was there for six months and I was like, all right, well now I think I can do this full time. And I did. So it was truly for fun. Yeah, it was only for fun, like a little escape from like your typical nine to five job. I just did it at night for fun and and mainly because I just liked hearing these stories from people and hey, let's create something fun for me. And here it is a business. So no, I never thought I would do it full time or never thought, gosh, I, I never even dreamed I could have my own business. It seemed very unattainable. But now I'm like, why don't more people do this? <laughs> you know, like I really do. I just think that if you put yourself out there and you you really focus on again what you want to do and what you're excited about, like people get drawn to that energy and then you know, wham bam, you have clients and you just you're working. Yeah. Yeah. So I never thought it would happen. And here we are. So what are some of your visions as you continue to grow? What does that look like for you? Yeah, so this the first couple months of this year, um, I worked with like a mastermind group and really they kind of made me think about like, where are you going and who are you at your core and what are the things you need to focus on, um, you know, and and goals and all those type, things you kind of lose sight of once you get really far into your business because you're like, I just have to like take care of my current clients. Yeah. Um, and you forget like, oh gosh, when their project is over, like I need another client. Um, so I really want to focus on still catering to like my core audience, which are these, these custom brides, custom event people, folks who need help with their branding to propel their small business forward. Uh, but I think two big themes for maybe this year are I'd like to be able to get my paper goods into more, um, more local shops, like gifting shops would be great. And then um, I'm also going to do a sort of like collections on my website. So somebody who doesn't necessarily want the full, full custom experience with an event, I can have some collections that are more focused, you know, they're more maybe text layout versus a full blown small little logo emblem for them. So focusing on um, catering to clients who, who just maybe aren't interested or don't have the time for a full custom experience. I wanted to ask you, because I saw again on your Instagram page, what does it feel like walking into a store and seeing something you made for sale there? Yeah, um, so it's only happened twice, but it's going to happen well more in this year. 
Um, but it's really, really cool. And you know what? It's really kind of neat to see it up against other people in the community that, that I'm like, oh, that's Baba Ba's work. Like, I love their stuff. And your stuff is right next to them. That's pretty cool. Um, that's really, really neat. Yeah. Because I'm like, gosh, you know, how – and just, like, thoughts have been gone through my head prior to me even starting to reach out to local shops. Like, well, how did they do that? How did they get in – you know, how did they get their name out there? Or did, or did the shop owner, like, reach out to them because they found their product somewhere? And so just all those things go through your head and you don't really spend the time to reach out to them because you think it's – again, you think it's not attainable. You just start these conversations and people are very open. And then like the next day, your stuff is next to this person that you really look up to. So that's really cool. Yeah. I love the idea. I was reading it in a book the other day. It's like the universe is infinite. Literally, like the planet is infinite. It, mm-hmm. We break it down into miles. We break it down into streets. We break it States, into sections. Yeah. But if you go walking, you just stay straight. You might walk through people's houses. You might walk through the wood. You might swim through the river. But you can go in any direction and it never ends. Yeah. You just keep moving. And so it's the same with like our potential. We put all of these markers and blocks of thoughts and limiting beliefs and ideas all over everything, but nothing is impossible possible we just have to like walk through the doors and like walk through the forests and look around and say like how do I navigate this big barrier which I love that concept because you can see it you're like oh yeah that makes so much sense there's just these things in the way of like continuing on my path yeah and so when you do that with your mind it's like oh cool like I see that big building of a thought there I'm just gonna walk through the door of it and like see what's inside and then like keep passing through yeah that's pretty deep, and that actually is a good visual for me, <laughs> because I'm yeah. just kind of like, okay, because I don't, like, quite Yeah. Follow. I, like, start following along, and then, like, towards the end, I kind of fall off, but I got that one. Yeah. I'm proud of you. <laughs> oh, yeah, girl. And I think it really just does, it goes to show, like, what's possible if you just, like, ask the question, or take the leap, or whatever. Like, you guys, you know, you reached out to me just to say, hey, what do you think about this idea? What I've ever thought of reaching out to you? No, because in my position, like, they're too big already. Like, they're not okay. interested That's in me. Hilarious, That's hilarious. We're not. <laughs> yeah, but I, I know, but I feel, so, I feel so small. And you kind of have to realize, like, you're really not that small. Like, people know who you are, just like people know who, you know, next yeah. Tuesday is. And But it just, I get, everything seemed so unattainable until I really just was like, well, shit, this is your only main, this is your only source of revenue. Like, you have to go out there and do yeah. it. Um, and before that, it was just like, either you're comfortable or you're just like, well, why aren't more people doing this or those type of things? You're just uncertainty. So I know that you say you work with only people who are fun and you agree with and they're ideal clients. I have two questions. One, I'm curious who your ideal clients are and how you match with whoever. And two, it is a small business and you are a one-person shop with a team of people you accumulate to help you on things. Yep. But how do you get through the nitty-gritty of the business, like the financials and figuring out, um, you know, looking at your forecasts and all of the things that are not the branding and relationships yep. and customers? Great. Um, so the first question about ideal client. So my ideal client is somebody that just values quality and custom and you know things that are maybe again maybe things that they never thought were possible for them like we can totally make it happen I think that is is exciting and people that just like celebrate life in general like these are big things that are happening your your wedding and buying your first home and those things you know you want to make them special and unique to yourself and yes congratulations on your engagement oh thank you thank you yeah so this will be my 
obviously my first time designing for myself, so oh, that's cool. exciting. Yeah. Yay. Sorry, just, I just had to throw that in yes, there. Yes, thank you, thank you. So yeah, don't worry. The second I got engaged, I was like, hmm, so what are we doing for these invitations? But yeah, I don't kind of, just value, you know, excitement and celebration in life, and it does go beyond just like your your working world. Like they're, it's, it's exciting, and bringing, bringing family members and friends in to kind of help you along the way, I think that's really, people that value that stuff is really, really nice. That's an ideal client for me. Um, and getting through the nitty gritty. So I'm still figuring that out, but it's really not as bad as I think maybe the internet made me think it was going to be. Um, again, like hire a professional, hire a professional CPA, hire somebody that's going to kind of walk you through those things. Um, maybe that's why it was easy because you hired Maybe that's why, yeah, it was, it really wasn't that bad. You know, I just have to think that, um, I just, made the conversations happen and and again they were honest with me like here are the things I'm good at I can help you with this and I can't help you with this like should we work together and we went from there so it wasn't too too bad I think the hardest thing is forecasting and that I have not figured out yet so if you have any advice I'd be open don't to that. talk to me <laughs> I'm um so that I mean that is I won't lie like there are definitely many scary things about owning your own business and you know supporting yourself based off your business but you just kind of have to I don't want to say trust that it's going to come, but if you work hard enough, and again, like if you work hard enough on things that excite you, like it does come. And I think that you have to trust. If you don't mm-hmm. trust that it's going to work out, you probably shouldn't start it yeah. because yeah. a lot of it is trust and having trust in yourself to show up for yourself to get everything done. Yeah. Yeah. And just kind of be risky. I mean, I think that I, 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 first and foremost, I took a huge risk by even quitting my full-time job and, and doing and making this my full-time job. And, but again, I would have never known the potential if I didn't do that. Um, so take the risk, but know where like your breaking point is like, okay, I can take a risk up to here, but then, then what? Then I have to kind of reconfigure the plan, but I haven't had to reconfigure yet. So I feel pretty good about it. I like that because we ask, we end every episode now asking people what the best business advice they've received mm. and incorporated into their business. And I feel like we've gotten lots of lessons throughout yeah. our episode. Yeah. But is there one thing someone told you that's really helped you in business? Um, so I think my biggest one was, is truly like work with people that excite you and projects that excite you. Like don't work on something if you don't, if you're not excited about it. It's just not worth it. Like again, it's not worth it for many reasons, but the biggest one being you could be expelling all of your energy working on something you don't want to be working on and at that same time not being able to take projects that you do want to be working on and a lot of I think a lot of small businesses are based off of referrals in general and if you spend all of this time and energy working with somebody that you don't have good energy with or you're just not excited about you don't really want the referral from that person later because they probably work with like-minded people so I think just you know don't expel your energy on things you're not interested in and I did that for many months when I first started my business and then someone told me that and I was like oh yeah that, I'm gonna start saying no and, and I started saying no and it started working and it really wasn't as bad like people truly were I'm like oh my gosh I said no like then I was you know pins and needles at night like couldn't sleep like are they upset with me are they gonna give me like a bad review or something so like that but they didn't they said thank you for your candor I appreciate you talk, talking me through that and thank you for the referral to person x who you think is a better fit so like nothing was really that bad yeah so, it, yeah. so for those who do want to work with you and yes. really get fit, where do they find you you can find me at Rye 
riotandrevel.com. Um, you can also find me on Instagram at riot.and.revel. Um, can someone have Riot and Revel? Yes. They have Riot and Rebel. Oh, I would message them and say, give it to me. I know. I almost did. It's a husband and wife. Bless. They're like feminist like blog or something. Oh. Yeah. So well. like love them. But I'm like, how did someone have the name Riot and Rebel? <laughs> like what are the odds? Mm-hmm. Um, and then there's also Rebel and Riot is in is a um, LGBTQ like uh, t-shirt company. Oh, cool. Yeah. So there's there so is. So cool people. Yeah. yeah. You guys are great. Yeah. Like, so there's other stuff out there but I and yeah Instagram I'm riot.and.revel and on Facebook I'm riot.and.revel.paper I think so I just use dots to separate everything yeah. to make myself that's cool separate. yeah we were very loud of stuff. Yeah. stuff yeah but the best way to learn about me and really you know learn um if we'd be a good fit um, or if you want to chat further would be to check out the website riotandrevel.com or just use Google or just use Google just use yeah. Google yeah. it's not hard guys yeah. okay Google okay Google yeah. tell me about this alright so okay Susie where can you find us you can find us at www.nexttuesdaypodcast.com on all the handles or next two's podcast thank god we changed some you can mm-hmm. if you like us and want to support us you can donate to or pledge correct to www.patreon.com Patreon.com slash next Tuesday podcast. And as always, we'll see you next Tuesday. Bye. Bye.